Are you a yoga teacher searching for the perfect platform to host your online classes, workshops, and trainings? Well, look no more. Offering Tree is an affordable one-stop solution for yoga teachers who want to create an online presence, capture emails, create offers, and sell online classes and courses. Offering Tree is specifically focused on the needs of yoga teachers because it was made by yoga teachers for yoga teachers. I use it myself. Use the link offeringtree.com slash Angelica and receive a discount of 50% off on your first three months of a monthly plan or 15% off your first year on an annual plan. That's up to $88 off, which is some pretty good karma, I think. I'll leave the link in the description below or visit offeringtree.com slash Angelica to get started online today. Welcome to the Yoga Liberty Podcast. This is the definitive resource for yoga teachers and yoga students who aspire to become yoga teachers. I'm Angelica Govert. I'm also known as Yoga Liberty on social media. In this podcast, I'm giving you all the knowledge I've learned from teaching yoga for the past 17 years and practicing yoga for over 37 years. You'll get the wisdom that I gained owning the largest yoga studio in Nevada for seven years, working with 10,000 students and 150 yoga teachers. I'll share what over a thousand people who graduated from my in-person and online yoga teacher trainings learned that made them successful so that you can be successful at becoming or being a yoga teacher. It's my opinion that the main purpose of yoga is to help us find and share happiness. So if you hear something that helps you on this podcast, please share it with others. This is the happiest podcast online. Thank you for joining me, yoga friends. Welcome to the Yoga Liberty Podcast. Today's special guest is one of my amazing friends that I love and have grown to know over the last two years. She is in the same coaching course that I'm in, and that's how we first met. Today, I'm going to be speaking with Ashley Hills. She is an RYT 200, a yoga teacher. She is a Canadian and proud of it. Today, we're going to talk about gaining control over anxiety through yoga. So welcome, Ashley. I'm so glad that you are here today. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for asking me to be on. I'm really excited to talk about this topic because it's very dear to my heart and I think it's an important one to talk about. So yeah, thank you. Well, yeah, I think that so many people struggle with anxiety. It is something I know I, I struggle with as well. And I, I meditate daily, but it still creeps into my life. And it's something that is omnipresent in our world. And, you know, I think it's encouraged by mainstream media. And so being able to have tools to overcome and control anxiety is just really helpful to so many of us. And I know that you have struggled with anxiety and self-esteem issues as far back as you can remember, and that yoga has been your rock in an otherwise chaotic life. And so you've used yoga as a tool for self-discovery and self-love. So what was it that first brought you to yoga? Yeah. So, well, actually, when I was first introduced to yoga, um, I didn't 
see it for what it was. I kind of brushed it off and never really gave it a real chance. This was as a teenager and um, I was always kind of a person that was like, go, 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 taking, drinking lots of coffee, stimulants. I thought that yoga would be too boring and slow for me. And I'd always try to like, you know, do the high intensity workouts and used to have sleep problems and all the things that come along with, you know, abusing stimulants and coffee and all that stuff that you don't realize as a teenager. And uh, it wasn't until my early 20s that I rediscovered yoga. I was in a really stressful job. My boss and I didn't get along. And I would pretty much come home crying most days from work. I hated my job, but at the time I was trying to build some longevity. So I just stuck it out. But I was looking for an outlet to deal with my stress. And I found, I actually came across some like at home DVDs. I don't remember how I got them, but they were just some, yeah, basic DVDs with some Hatha yoga. I think there was like four different videos or something. And I would just rotate between the two. Um, and I taught myself at home through these DVDs. And that's when I really fell in love with it. Oh, like, I mean, it just, it was just this new outlet for me, right? It was like my safe space. And I learned about, you know, I deepened my yoga practice over the years. And it was just like my way of kind of dealing with all the chaos that was going on. And it wasn't, uh, yeah, so sorry, that was kind of how I got into <laughs> no, it. I just, no, it's just interesting. I'm like, really, I'm really smiling because I feel like so many of us were exposed to yoga through like, VHS tapes and DVTs and you know like watching it on ESPN in the afternoons after school and you know mm -hmm. like that's how I started too was I got VHS tapes of Patricia Walden and just started doing yoga with her and I bought this book and was like all into it like what are these things wow you know yeah absolutely yeah but yeah that's kind of how I got into it uh, and then it just it's been like I said, and like you said, my kind of my rock in my life as time went on and, um, you know, it led me to t teacher training. So I ended up doing that. And uh, should I go into that story or do you want to yeah, tell us about your because a lot of people that listen to the podcast are considering taking yoga teacher training and they're considering becoming yoga teachers. And so um, I would love to hear what your experience was like in yoga teacher training, how you chose your training and um, what uh what happened while you were in training yeah so so actually like um I first I, I ended up doing it because my sister actually came to me and she wanted to do a yoga teacher training so she was she knew I was into yoga uh she knew it was like I had a practice and she started getting into it and she was she wanted to you know, try these different things. And she suggested we do a yoga teacher training together. And I actually let her take the reins on this. And I'll, she was like, yeah, I'll send you some information. And she ended up finding this, um, uh, like vinyasa, Ashtanga vinyasa course, uh, teacher training, sorry. And um, it was in Thailand. It was from all yoga Thailand, if you know them. Um, and so we went and it was just like this amazing experience. I was super excited. And, and during it, um, and I, I really didn't know anything about Ashtanga, Ashtanga yoga. So I was practicing like Hatha and like, you know, whatever. So 
yeah so we started the training and it was really amazing but it was like it was one of the hardest experiences I've ever (laughs) done and I think a lot of people think it's just oh you're going to relax and be on vacation it is not like that it is like we're doing 13 hour days we're doing like you know a couple hours of meditation maybe two hours of meditation a day we're doing probably like total four hours in class of physical asanas and like different sequencing and that sort of thing and then you have like the the philosophy and all the other stuff that comes with it like the theory behind it right then you have like the practicing at the end of the day and so it was really hard and and um but liberating and amazing and this incredible journey through like in like basically inward as well and um like honestly up until this point I didn't have like a ton of um discipline in my life and like never really completed like I didn't go to university or anything never really completed you know schooling and stuff so for me it was like also a mental block that I was going through um and it was yeah it was very challenging in like every single way but it was also amazing so nothing bad to say about it however just like be prepared that you know it it is a lot of work um one thing that I regret, I guess, not regret, but would suggest to other people is to figure out like the type of yoga. Like I, I, as my practice has progressed, progressed over the years, I get drawn to more passive types like the yin or sometimes restorative. And of course that changes days, like depending on, you know, how I'm feeling and all that. But um, it's, I, I know now that like, that's not, probably the type of yoga I would go into you know yeah yeah I started in ashtanga too and uh it's hard it's really really hard extremely physically people have no idea I have my Mm. 300 hour training is in ashtanga yeah yeah it's it's really I mean I I chose that I wanted to do it I researched it ahead of time I knew what I was getting into but um yoga teacher training is hard on top of everything but ashtanga is like one of the premier types of yoga and, and really though, like when you think about it, it's so good that you have that basis because Ashtangas, I always like liken it to Catholicism. It's like the Catholicism of yoga. It's like the true diehards are Ashtangis, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> yeah. And like that being said, that's why I said, like, I changed the word from regret is I don't regret it because I do have that amazing foundation. And honestly, like if that's the hard part and now like now you get to shape yourself and find a yoga that works for you or combine the different types or whatever but yeah it was uh it was pretty amazing and I love the philosophy behind it and you know it was just it's it's everything resonated with me like just everything around it um you know yoga like and it um aside from like my skin in the past yoga also led me towards veganism because of like ahimsa and all that and you know so it just kind of goes all hand in hand and it's just really changed my life so so people who don't know ahimsa means nonviolence. it's the first of the eight limbs of yoga and uh, I do talk a lot about that on my show but um uh generally in traditional yoga ahimsa has been translated to mean not eating animals and there are some modern yoga teachers who will try to get around that but all of the ancient teachers uh, and the more modern teachers like Patan, uh, Patabi Joy 
and Iyengar, all of them say in their books that you cannot progress in your yoga practice if you're eating the fear, pain, and suffering of animals. The Dharma Mitra will say uh, that it is that you're making a graveyard of your body. Mm-hmm. So that's where ahimsa comes into play. And I also, uh, I was vegetarian since I was 11, and then I went vegan during my 200 hour yoga teacher training. Um, and, you know, as I was growing up, really like vegetarianism was the gold standard. And even yeah. in, in yoga, in yoga practices, it was. And it was very much until recently when we discovered how terrible the dairy industry is um, mm-hmm. for animals that people started to go vegan. But um, anyhow, I just wanted to, to explain that to um, anybody who was listening who didn't know what ahimsa meant. So if someone's experiencing anxiety and they want to do yoga, how do you suggest that they start? Yeah, so this, I think, will look different for everybody um, because it's going to depend on how that looks for them. Um, but you know, what worked for me and what I would recommend is um starting at home finding you know finding a video of a good teacher online with a beginner class with really good instruction um and kind of making like a ritual out of it in your home make it super comfy make it cozy like make your own you know make maybe you're make your make your own excuse me favorite tea or something like make it kind of like a ritual um don't like I would say focus a lot on the breath, the breathing techniques and lead with that. Um, and yeah, and just like focus on how you feel in your body versus like how the poses look and really make it about feeling good, right? Like, and make it just this like really self-love practice versus, you know, thinking about how you look and make starting like a new skill you know what I mean like don't Mm -hmm. make it about that yeah that's really crucial I think that's something that people forget number one that uh, yoga is really a breath practice right it's really all just pranayama and there is a study that came out recently that said that um, the indicator of how long you are going to live is really not your weight. It's not your genetics. It's not even the way you eat, although those things all contribute to a healthy lifestyle, but that the true indicator of the length of your life is your breath capacity. So your yoga practice can really help with that through the use of pranayama, breath control, breath retention, Mm -hmm. and pranayamas are specific styles of breathing in order to elicit a response within the body. And something that's really important that people don't realize is that uh, almost all pranayamas, I think there's just maybe one or two, um, the rest of them, you're all breathing in and out through your nose. And when we breathe in and out through our nose, we gain greater control over our breath and we diminish the fight or flight response that happens from breathing in and out through the mouth. So um, that's why pranayama is so, so crucial and important. And another thing, the second point that I really like that you said is to get to know your body. Something that was astounding to me when I first became a yoga teacher and when I really dived into my yoga practice is just how much I needed to become acquainted with my body. And it's with my students, oftentimes I find that they don't understand. They don't know what indigestion 
feels like in the body. They, they're just like, oh, I'm having this pain. I don't know that that's constipation or they don't understand why they might have a headache. Or like this morning I woke up and I felt a little bit depressed and I was like, I played back. What were the things that I'd done? You know, why did my body feel this way? And it's because I watched a movie last night that had a very depressing ending. And I literally felt it in my body. There was this thing that it, uh, it was this movie called Nightmare Alley with Bradley Cooper and um, Kate Blanchett. And there was another character in the movie. And he says that it's, it's all about how Bradley Cooper is like a mystic and he can read minds, but really he's just good at reading people. Right. And um, I'm not giving anything away. That happens all in the very beginning. But um, one of the characters in the movie, he's teaching him how to do this. He says, people who are good at reading people have experienced extreme trauma in their past. And they learn to read people because they had to. And I just started crying, like while I was watching the movie, because I was like, oh my gosh, I'm super good at reading people. Mm-hmm. And that's why. And it just, I was like, so then I woke up this morning, kind of depressed. And I was like, how did this happen? And I played back these feelings and emotions in my body and how I got to this point. And it's like, yoga allows us to figure that out in the practice of yoga. And it's something that so many people, they don't, they're just like, I'm depressed. I guess I should take Paxil, you know, instead of like figuring out where did that come from? And why is it happening? And how can I maybe not let that in? Or how can I accept that that's part of being a human and it's okay to have that emotion? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's such a, like such an amazing thing to say. And I think like that's, I mean, that's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about self-discovery. And it's, it's amazing what we can hear about our inner, from our inner voice when it's calm and when other things are, are quiet and we can actually listen to what's happening inside of us. And I think that's probably another reason, like just our, our tendency to compare ourselves with others. It's another reason why I would recommend somebody start who wants, who has anxiety and wants to start a yoga practice at home is a good choice. Now going to a class might be perfect for somebody, somebody else, but you know, you do have more of the tendency to compare yourself to others and look at, Oh wait, I'm not there. So now you have anxiety about, about not doing it right. Or, you know, anything and everything and and it's just it's something that like for me at least it's at least in the beginning it was a very like intimate like self intimate practice because it's like you're learning about yourself you're learning to deal with with what's underneath when you remove all the distractions right and you're able to actually like focus the mind and like deal with what's right in front of you versus like yeah like I said distracting yourself where not paying attention. So yeah, it's amazing. So how would you say that your life has changed since you started yoga? Just in so many ways. <laughs> I, I mean, number one is, I think it's taught me like self-compassion, as well as like compassion towards others and like the animals and just the world in general, but also just to myself. And so with that came, I think, confidence in being who I really am and being able to follow like what I feel is right or my dreams or that sort of thing. But also just like, I mean, like you said, is using it as a tool in all areas of my life. 
So with anxiety, it's one, it's one tool alongside many others that help with it, right? It's a tool to help me, I um, mean, move my body. Like just, it's just like, it overflows in all areas of areas of my life, basically. Um, but yeah, I just, I mean, I think communication and relationships, like just, yeah, everything can't say enough good things. <laughs> and um, if you could give a piece of advice to someone struggling with anxiety, what would it be? I would say um, take a holistic approach to it, a holistic and self-compassionate approach to it, because I don't think that there's going to be one thing that's going to solve your problem. It's about like using the tools in your tool belt to help with that. So yoga is one of them. Um, dieting and nutrition and exercise is another, you know, because it all ties back. I mean, everything's connected, right? Mind, body, spirit. So you have to try to improve or shine light or whatever on all areas that might be contributing to that. Um, so things like, you know, filling your, your cup up and, and minimizing stress in your life is a huge one. So yoga can help with that. The deep breathing can help with that. Um, for women, um, sinking to your cycle can help with that and realizing that we have different fluctuations and tapping into that so that everything is like flowing better versus like trying to fight what's going on. You know, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah it does I don't know yeah so hopefully that's helpful <laughs> yeah I think that we're not taught to sink to our body in any way you know like no, we're not. that we're taught that our cycle is gross and dirty and you know we're taught that um to push down emotions but instead yeah. of just really sitting with them when I learn to really sit with an issue and just let it let it explode. You know, I yeah. had a therapist one time who said to me, when you're feeling this anxiety, imagine that you have a radio dial and that you're just turning it up and turning it up and turning it up and see if you can turn the volume all the way up and then see if you can begin to control it and start to turn the volume down. Love and that. when I did, yeah, when I did that, it really helped me to cope with it. There's a yoga teacher that I followed for many years, um, Sean Korn, and she talks about that as well. She talks about um, what would happen if you just sat with your emotion instead of trying to feed it, push it down with food or push it down with alcohol or push it down with cigarettes or going out with friends or getting on your phone or doing some other activity. What would it be like if you just sat with it? And I think that's what yoga teaches us is how to just sit with it, you know? And when we can do that, when we can gain control over what it is that's torturing us in our minds, our chitta vritti, when we can gain control of that, it really empowers us and allows us to stop experiencing, at least for me, anxiety on the levels that I have in the past. When I was in my early twenties, I couldn't even go more than 10 minutes being alone. I would have so much anxiety that I couldn't go more than 10 minutes. I had five boyfriends that did not know about each other. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> because no, I was I like mean, too much for one person. 
<laughs> me too. I, I mean, not not that, but yeah, you're mean, like I didn't have five boyfriends. No, 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 not five. No, um, but the idea of like back in the day, I was I was always like codependent. I was always like latching onto something, you know, addiction tendencies or this or that, and yoga taught me to like non-attachment or becoming the observer so you're looking at it from the outside view versus identifying with your thoughts or whatever is going on with you you can take a step back and look inwards and see that like okay this is going on but clearly that's not me because I'm watching it happen you know and seeing that's like one of my favorite meditations or something to do in meditation is like as the thoughts come in, like, like watch them and, and acknowledge and then, you know, send them on their way, like see them. So they just come in and then they go out and it's like, okay, this is really cool. And yeah. So it's cool to, to talk about the idea of the viewer and the seer. Uh, Patanjali talks about that in the yoga sutras and that we're, like just seeing it from the outside instead of seeing it from the inside that is incredibly helpful and knowing that we are pratriki like we're we're just pure element you know and that this body that we wear is just this experience that we're having but we're actually very separate from that and who we are on the inside is unchanging and what we are experiencing in life are just our karmas so it's yeah. not really it's not it's not even a real experience in some ways, you know? I know, it's so, it's so cool. Like, I love this stuff. It's quite interesting. <laughs> so um, if people wanted to get a hold of you and connect with you, what are some ways that they can do that? Yeah, so I guess the best place would be um, my Instagram. So it's just my name, Ashley F. Hills. Um, or Facebook. And again, it's just my name, Ashley Hills. So yeah, just send me a DM if anybody wants to chat. And I know you're planning some things that you're working on. Do you, are you, do you feel comfortable sharing some of the things you're working on or? Yeah, sure. So, (laughs) so I'm, I'm working on an ebook or I'm starting to, um, which talks about what we just brushed on a little bit, which is syncing with our cycle. Um, because yeah, like we talked, like, like we said, our hormones and we go through these different fluctuations and these different phases and our, our woman's body is completely different. Whereas men's like they're on a 24 hour cycle. So it's about like learning to live, you know, based on where you're at. Um, And then I I do want to create a course in the future, which talks about this, but it also uses yoga to help with, um, you know, a lot of the, the issues we go through as women and help, helping alleviate PMS and going through pain, pain-free periods and that sort of thing. So um, yeah, I'm not exactly sure on all of the details of it yet, but that's kind of the ideas. Um, and then we'll see how it like kind of progresses. Well, I'm excited to stay tuned for more. 
And um, again, I'm super grateful that you came on today and came onto the show and that you're um, meeting with everyone and talking about your experience. And hopefully if anyone is experiencing anxiety, they've been able to get some tools that will help them to alleviate some of that and to get control over it. Uh, thank you again for coming on. If you uh, want to connect with Ashley, please do so on Facebook or Instagram at Ashley F. Hills. Have a wonderful day, Ashley. Thank you so thank much. You. Thank you so much.